Did you miss your deadline to renew your Medicaid coverage? You can still send your completed annual review form to Healthy Connections Medicaid. You may be assigned to another health plan, but you can ask to come back to First Choice within 60 days of renewed Medicaid eligibility. It's your family. It's your choice. First Choice is the right choice. Renew and choose us. Visit selecthealthofsc.com renew to learn more. Looking for a fun way to win 25 times your money this football and basketball season? Test your skills on Prize Picks, the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Just select two or more players, pick more or less on their projection for a wide variety of stats, and place your entry. It's as easy as that. If you have the skills, you can turn $10 into $250 with just a few taps. Easy gameplay, quick withdrawals, and injury insurance on your picks are what make Prize Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. Ready to test your skills? Join the Prize Picks community of more than 7 million players who have already signed up. Right now, Prize Picks will match your first deposit up to $100. Just visit prizepicks.com slash play100 and use code play100. That's code play100 at prizepicks.com slash play100 for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize Picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, whenever or wherever you're watching or listening. This is the Osmo NHL DFS Strategy Show, and I am your host, Michael Clifford, a.k.a. Slim Cliffy. Joining me today to break down Mikey Anderson's DFS performance last night for the next 55 minutes, our single-entry assassin, Joshua Harris. Josh, how you doing today, buddy? You called him equipment on a goat hanger. <laughs> Okay, so we have to talk about this. Uh, if anybody missed yesterday's show, um, or yesterday in our Discord, I was talking about Mikey Anderson from the Los Angeles Kings, defenseman from the Kings. Last year, he played a lot of minutes and never did anything with those minutes. I'm talking didn't shoot, didn't block, he didn't get a shot bonus all year, only had a handful of block bonuses, did basically nothing with 21, 22 minutes a night. Yesterday in our Discord, I post that I, I ran a crunch using our projections because I do both my own and, and Osmos to see where we agree or disagree. And it gave me 10% Mikey Anderson. I like, I got fake mad, like pretending to do that. I got fake mad at Jake Harry. I was like, why are they giving me Mikey Anderson? Of all players, you're giving me Mikey Anderson. And then sure enough, what happens? Of course, Mikey Anderson goes out, has himself a career game. He gets the shot. And block bonus on DraftKings by the end of the second period. So I spent a good five or ten minutes uh, slandering Mikey Anderson, uh, effectively calling him uh, hockey equipment on a coat rack. And then he goes out and just completely destroys in 40 minutes of ice time. Uh, That's kind of what happens in DFS. Um, You will always have players that burn you. Bad players can have great nights. Great players can have terrible nights. Um, it's just the nature of hockey. Uh, that's kind of the way things go. And it's a good way to keep you humble real quick because it's easy to have hot takes and uh, opinions on players and teams. Um, that's what we do. That's what we have to do on this show. Uh, and they can also humble you and bring you down a peg or two real fast. So I think uh, everybody needs a Mikey Anderson night once in a while. I had it the other night. I said, I don't want anything to do with the devil's second line, the devil's second line was in all the winning lineups. So not every day you're going to make the best picks. You're going to eat crow once in a while. And, you know, it, for as many times as we're right, we're going to be just as many times wrong. So just pick out the stuff when we're right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just please praise us and don't make fun of us all the time. <laughs> but yeah, Mikey Anderson uh, had himself uh, a big night last night. Let's review last night's slate uh, real quick. Um, one thing I'll mention before we dig into it, Colorado gold change, uh, affected both of us. It seems like this is happening every single day where there's a goal or two, uh, where the stats are being corrected last night. It was Colorado's last goal, uh, credited to JT Comfer, uh, changed today to Miko Rantanen. I didn't have JT Comfer. I had Miko Rantanen. I also had Kale McCarr. So, you know, that's 15 to 20 points worth of swing in my best lineup. Wasn't too happy to see that. Uh, I know it affected you as well. Yeah, I had Ramden 
and McCarr in one of my lineups, no Confer as well. And like, I don't understand what they're doing. Is like Michael Kane, like I imagine like Michael Kane sipping coffee in the morning going, <laughs> and like, what are they doing? Like, how come they can't figure that out? Like at 11 o'clock at night after the I, game? I don't know. It, it just, it's, it drives me crazy that they can't figure it. Like they have, obviously they have to watch the goals over and over and over for like just replay, right? Like just to see if they have to call anything, if it, you know, call back or whatever. Um, the fact that they, and it's not just, like I said, it's not just once a week or something like that. It's a goal or two every single night, it seems. So like the, you know, with gambling being more popular and all these sponsorships, DFS and betting sites and all that, uh, the NHL is notorious for having very lazy data collection. They got to sort this out real fast. Cause I think, you know, you and I are kind of miffed after last night. And we, you know, I might've missed out on maybe, you know, a hundred bucks at the most or something like that. I'm sure there are people that probably missed out on thousands because of it. Oh yeah. And like, as bad as the NHL is, it's not as bad as the NFL. What a joke that league is with the, but whatever that, you know, I don't want to go down that tangent. We got Marner talk coming up, so I'll save my anger for that. Yeah. You got to, you got to save your energy for that, buddy. You got a big <laughs> segment coming up. Um, let's talk about last night's slate a little bit. Uh, Let's talk about some winners, Josh. I saw you told me that you got a nice message uh, from somebody that won one of our shows yesterday. So why don't you read that off for us? Yeah, uh, we had a guy. Uh, he, he slept into my DMs this morning. Sharkbait. I I can't. I always think of Finding Nemo whenever I hear that. You know, Sharkbait. Hoo ha ha ha. But he uh, ended up winning the the uh, fifteen dollar for twenty grand last night, and he sent a very nice message just thanking us for you know putting some convictions on his plays and. He's not currently an Osmo sub, but he listens to our show daily and we got plenty of great deals right now. So hop on in. We don't bite. The water's nice. You're a shark anyway. Shark bait. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So 20K takedown uh, for shark bait. Real nice for him. Uh, it's always nice to see people like, I, you know, we know there are people watching this show that aren't subs. You know, we know when this gets a thousand or twelve hundred views or whatever, we don't have twelve hundred NHL subscribers. Uh, we get that, but um, that's why we do the show. We just still want to help people regardless. And if you guys like what we do, uh, maybe you can subscribe after that. So yeah, let's talk about that last night's slate. I didn't do too well. I got back about three quarters of my entries. That's not, I mean, I'll take that. All things considered, last night was a night my secondary stacks really let me down. Um, I had, you know, New, New Jersey one was a secondary stack for me. They didn't come through. Los Angeles two was a secondary stack for me. They didn't come come through. Detroit two was a secondary stack for me. They didn't come through. Um, you know, it was one of those nights where I hit on my goalies. Uh, you know, I had a fair amount of Blackwood. I had a fair amount of quick, you know, even Jake Allen wasn't terrible with 16 points or something like that. Um, I did real well with my defenseman. I had a fair bit of Dougie Hamilton. Um, you know, David Sabar put up uh, 10 points uh, for Nearman price or something like that. I had a lot of him. It was just one of those nights where this, the, my filler stacks didn't come through. And that's the difference between a slight loss and a massive night. You know, any one of Los Angeles, Los Angeles two or Detroit two or any of those lines come through, I probably have a big night. One goal even just changes a lot here. So uh, those are the razor thin margins. And that's why, like, it's important to not just, I think we should talk about lineup construction and, and the way to approach things a lot, because you and I get a lot of questions. Who are you stacking tonight? What's your favorite stack? You know, give me your three favorite stacks. But last night, like, you know, proof is in the pudding for me where I, my main stacks mostly all went off. Most of my defensemen had good nights. Most of my goalies had great nights and I still didn't profit because my secondary stacks didn't go off. And I think it's important that you have to pay attention to every part of your lineup. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, there's still like with all the new, like they're not new, but like the new scoring, the new bonuses, um, you know, the old construction of, you know, just the generic four from one team, three from another team, the one-off defenseman, that may not be the best construction. They're still compiling data on that. Like I've been messing around and I know Jake's been messing around with power play stacks, um, you know, some three, three twos, like different line of constructions. But if you find one that you like, like stick with it, run with it. If you're MME and do a combo of both. And, and last night I'm looking at I have the $40 pulled up from yesterday. I see Saul Goodman Enterprises LLC took down the, the 40. Our boss, Jake, second and third. He also, we forgot to mention on Tuesday because he's so humble that we forgot about it. He qualified for the live final on Tuesday. Uh, 
yeah, uh, he's taking me as his plus one. I haven't told him yet, but that's what's going to happen. Uh, and I see Vots, our own Vots, finished sixth in that in the forty last night for four hundred. So good, some good nights for uh, some awesome O people. Yeah, it's good nights for awesome. I also saw Vots. I think he finished top five in the twenty max last night as well, or maybe just outside. I forget. But okay. yeah, Vots. Oh, I was. Um, at Vots, I think, had a good night. Vots. You guys won't see him a lot uh, on these shows too often, but he does our power plays article. It does some data in the background. A uh, very uh, smart guy to listen to if you're sitting in our Discord. I want to talk about uh, three specific things last night from last night's slate. One is the call is Colorado. Uh, they absolutely wasted uh, Vancouver seven to one. Uh, and that was without Nathan McKinnon. And I, I write about season long fantasy hockey over at Dauber Hockey. And I wrote about them last night and I wrote about this before the game. I said, I think them getting all their defensemen back healthy is more important than a healthy Nathan McKinnon because those that top four of Gerard Taves, McCarr, Byram is the best top four in hockey. And I don't think it's particularly close. And I think that's where Colorado can really create an edge over other teams is that their defense are constantly generating offense from the blue line and, and transitioning from defense to offense. And I think we're going to see Colorado just absolutely take off over the next few weeks, even though Nathan McKinnon's still hurt. Yeah, I think Byron got a concussion last night. We won't know. They won't say. Yeah, but he he was he was skating today just fine. So they said yeah, he's fine. They'll say upper body injury. But yeah, no, they, they are very, very good puck moving defensemen. You've talked about it a bunch this season. There's a lot of teams like that are still the same offensively, but have lost the puck moving defenseman to injury or in the off season or whatever. And they, they've struggled. And these guys are, are crazy good. And you saw when they were out, when McCarr was out, other than the like Byram going absolutely crazy that one game, they did struggle a bit, but they absolutely just took the Canucks to the cleaners yesterday. And, you know, that's, that's not going to be, you know, if you're like, that's going to be like a common theme, I think. Like, not 7-1 every night, but they are going to lay some wood down to some of these poor defensive teams. Yeah, and I think it was nice to see Colorado's second line get going as well, right? Because we were talking about them a bit yesterday. We want to see how Nachushkin, you know, might come back, all that. Scores in his first game back. Uh, you know, if that Kaju nachushkin burakovsky line can roll, um, you know, even in, this team is going to start – pounding the hell out of other teams even without Nathan McKinnon in the lineup and it's just going to get even worse I think we're starting to see the Death Star assemble itself here um one other team I want to talk about is Nashville Nashville won 4-3 uh, against St. Louis Matt Duchesne had a three-point night and Matt Duchesne is a guy we talk about we've talked about a fair bit for this reason is that his production was awful last year 13 points in 34 games he's actually passed that already this year with 14 points in 14 games but one thing I talked about is like he was generating shots and he was generating passes for his teammates he just wasn't finishing and neither were his teammates and I think that's something we have to keep in mind here because we're about a month into the season now we have a decent sample size there are a lot of players that are, are still aren't scoring and there are a lot of players that are shooting way above what they should and things are going to start really normalizing now. So we kind of have to look uh, for lines that have good process. And I think Matt Duchesne and their line had good process last year. And I think we should start looking for those lines this year. So I want to ask you, is there any line or any team or any player that's kind of struggled, uh, you know, so far this season that you think, you know, is definitely going to turn around over the final five months because maybe their points don't line up with their perception or something like that? Artemi Panarin. <laughs> Thank you. I was hoping you'd say somebody from the Rangers. Yeah. And the, the Rangers are an interesting case to me because Mika Zibanejad, not a big play driver, um, but Ryan Strom and Artemi Panarin have typically had really good chemistry together, but they've struggled this year. What do you think's going on? Uh, you know, they haven't had, you know, a second line. Like, they've been together, but Kako's been in and out. He's been hurt. They've been putting, you know, Sammy Blay there. They're putting other people. Like, Panarin doesn't have a goal of 5-5 five and five this season. That's just that's just bananas. Like, yeah, they're the worst Corsi team in the league right now, but that's eventually going to even out. They'll end up mid-pack, maybe at worst, or maybe at best. I don't know. But, like, they're not going to be last for the rest of the season. Like, Panarin's an elite player. He's going to start, you know, scoring goals 5-on-5. Five five. It has to come eventually. And just to hit on uh, Matthew Shane, you're telling me, like, uh, I forgot who it is. You'll 
you'll know that tracks shot assists. Like he let he was like in the top. Yeah, yeah. He he led like he was in like the top ten in the league in shot generating shot assists last year. They just weren't finishing, and you see it now that you know he's scoring more. His line mates are finishing, even with Luke Cunning there. Like when Forsberg comes back, that's going to be a line to to really watch out for. Yeah, I'm really excited to play Nashville one again. It feels like a couple years since we've been excited to play the know, top line in you? Nashville. <laughs> and man, I just want to go back to the old days, slam top line Nashville plus Yossi and just win money. I just, I, I just love those days. And then scream but, the Perds are purting when they bust. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah, and then the Perds are purting when they, when they eventually uh, fail us. But that's enough for last night's slate. Congrats again to the winners. Let's hope we see we can get some more winners tonight. I see. About 60 people watching and 24 thumbs up. If you guys could uh, click that like and subscribe button, really helps us out. Makes us look good for the bosses, keeps these shows coming, and keeps you up with all our shows and offers and giveaways and a whole lot more. Don't forget to click that notification bell so that you get alerts when we go live. And we also have a lot of, not a lot, I should say some free premium tools and data up on the site. Uh, we have our week 10 NFL top stacks. So if you're playing NFL this weekend, our top stacks are free for today. We have NBA ownership rankings, NHL ownership projections, MMA fighter rankings, and college basketball DFS projections for a limited time only. So college basketball, MMA, NHL, NBA, NFL, whatever you want, we have a little bit. Did you miss your deadline to renew your Medicaid coverage? You can still send your completed annual review form to Healthy Connections Medicaid. You may be assigned to another health plan, but you can ask to come back to First Choice within 60 days of renewed Medicaid eligibility. It's your family. It's your choice. First Choice is the right choice. Renew and choose us. Visit selecthealthofsc.com renew to learn more. Of everything to help you guys. So uh, check out osmo.com for our free premium tools and that. And if you're playing the NBA, if you're playing NBA DFS tonight, be sure to check out Adam Scherz, NBA Deep Dive which is the most in-depth and free NBA DFS article that you'll find anywhere. Okay, we do have a five-game slate to get to. Let's get to this first game. Edmonton, 3.4 implied goal total going into Buffalo. The Buffalo Sabres have a 2.6 implied goal total. Uh, Edmonton coming off a win last night. They beat Boston 5-3 in Boston. I worry about these now. This is a five-game slate, and if you're only playing, you know, one, two, three lineups, you have to make cuts somewhere. You can't play everybody. Um, there are a lot of expensive players in lines on this slate. Chicago top line, Washington top line, Carolina top line, Toronto top line, Edmonton top line. You can only play one of them in any given lineup unless you're mixing and matching and punting defensemen or something like that. So you have to take a stand unless you're playing 150 or something like that. My stand is this. Edmonton is came off a grueling game last night like that's the type of game that Edmonton would get up for right like they went into Boston to play another one of the top teams in hockey and beat them 5-3 and now here they are 24 hours later having to travel to Buffalo to play the Sabres on a Friday night I don't like you know saying it's a letdown spot because our numbers still say that that Edmonton you know Edmonton should do well here tonight it just feels like to me, if I'm looking for reasons not to play Edmonton because I because I'm only playing one lineup or three lineups or something, I'm playing mostly Carolina. I know if I'm looking for reasons not to play Edmonton, it's the fact that it is back to back on the road, coming off a real tough game against Boston, and maybe there's some other spots at home. That's kind of my reasoning. If you don't want to play Edmonton, but the one thing I will say is I'm playing cash for the first time this year, and the first guy I put in my lineup was Connor McDavid. So like. You know, there's a difference between playing tournaments and cash here. I want to get your thoughts on this game all around, Josh. Let me play devil's advocate on the Oilers fade, taking ownership out of the equation. Drake Kajula, Dylan Cousins, Vinny Hinestrosa, 46-minute sample, 20 high danger chances against per 60, 3.64 expected goals against per 60. 48% Corsi four. Holy moly, that is awful. Now, we'll throw, we'll bring a full circle, we'll bring ownership into the question. Connor McDavid is going to be 25, 30% tonight. Our first run of ownership or our second run, whatever run we have right now, has 
Austin Matthews currently at half the ownership of McDavid. Now, in cash, it's very easy. You just click in McDavid. That's what you do. You just click him in. Just boop, and he's in. Now, in GPPs, for $200 less against the Flames team, back-to-back on the road against, you know, Sean Monaghan, like, I think in GPPs, put a gun to my head in one lineup, I'm using Toronto 1 again over Edmonton 1. Now, MME, I think you can have, obviously, you're going to have a fair bit of both. What I would caution <laughs> against is one-offing McDavid and one-off one-offing Matthews in the same lineup and putting a bunch of you know value around it because if you think you're being sneaky doing that you're not going to be sneaky doing that that is going to be a very chalky way to attack this slate tonight there is a good amount of value on this slate don't want off McDavid and GPPs don't want off Matthews if you're going to if you're going to use McDavid use the full top line or power play stack use McDavid Drysdale Nugent Hopkins Use McDavid, Hyman, Dreisaitl, something like that. Don't want off them. You don't want to. You don't want to want off these chalky these chalky stars because if they're going to go off, if McDavid gets a hat trick, someone else is coming with him. Like it's going to happen. It's not like these you know guys that we talk about one offing. Like we say, oh, uh, Adrian Kempe is a good one off. It's different because he's cheap and he shoots the puck, and like you don't. If he scores, like, yeah, Kopitar is coming with him, but Kopitar is 8K. Kempe is cheap. You need, you need guys with him that are going to score with him. So I would try to avoid one-offing these guys. You full line it. Now on the Buffalo side, the Tage Thompson line is going to avoid McDavid for the most part. <laughs> like that line, like they haven't been playing as great without um, Olofsson, but they're fully correlated. It is Stu Skinner in net. Uh, the Edmonton second line with Drysdale, Nugent Hopkins there, that and Yamamoto, that iteration has not been very good defensively. So I think uh, at least at five on five, that's a pretty good matchup for Tage Thompson. Um, they're fully correlated in the power play. So I think you can have some as there, there as well. But for me, Edmonton one, Edmonton power play. Um, I would, I, I don't think I would full stack Edmonton two. Like if you want to do Drysdale, Nugent Hopkins, that's fine. But I think you need, like, I feel more comfortable with McDavid in that stack as well. Yeah, I'm glad that you talked about the one-off problem specifically because I see a lot of people do that on short slates and it's just something I, I agree I don't do either um, because it's something that optimizers will do. And a lot of people use optimizers these days. They're going to max out the points with Matthew, Matthews and McDavid and then they're going to fill in with value around it. That's what the optimizers will do if you don't set stack limits. Um, so yeah, that's not going to be a sneaky sneaky way to get different this, this, uh, this slate if that's the plan. Uh, so the reason I would look away from Buffalo, uh, aside from, you know, just, it's a back-to-back on the road or away from Edmonton, sorry, is Buffalo doesn't take a lot of penalties, right? 2.6 per game. That's not really much. And there was a moment, I don't know if anybody saw this last night. There was a moment last night where, uh, during the Boston Edmonton game, I think one of the media caught the referee telling one of the players they can't call the penalties on McDavid every time or else the other team would just spend the whole game in the box. The referee told them that. So like if Buffalo doesn't take a lot of penalties to begin with, and there's a clear referee bias against McDavid at already, like is Edmonton going to get the three or four power plays that they probably need tonight to get to their value? Like that's one of the questions that you have to ask here. So again, I love McDavid. I love that top line here tonight. Uh, 20, 20 max, I'd probably have 25, 30%. I think I'm playing one to three lineups tonight and I think I'm fading them. That's probably what I'm going to do tonight. Playing one to three lineups is I'm going to be out on Edmonton, but like they're, they're viable every single night. Like just us saying that we might not play Edmonton in one to three lineups doesn't mean don't play them. Right. Like they can smash absolutely anybody. Um, that's why they have the highest implied goal total, uh, on the Buffalo side. I think Buffalo can kind of get overlooked here because I agree with you on that Edmonton second line. They're being held up by the goaltending. They're not being held up by good defense and they're starting Stuart Skinner again in net. Now he had a good first game. Um, you got, but you got to wonder how, how, you know, how much an AHL goalie can hold up. I know it's only Buffalo. Um, but at the same time, I think we can get uh, some good second line matchups. So yeah, 
two man Thompson and Skinner, something like that. I think it's just fine. Full stacking the top Sabres line. I think it's just fine. Um, I, you know, I kind of like Buffalo one here tonight, uh, going against that weak second line for Edmonton. Um, on the blue line, I think there's some interesting choices to be made here because um, Evan Bouchard, I think, is just flat. Like, he's by far Edmonton's best defenseman. I don't think it's honestly close. And he's an excellent puck mover. Priced pretty reasonably. Like, I could see I could see this being a game, you know, maybe he gets a goal and assist or a couple assists. Nobody else does a lot, but he has a good game. I like Evan Bouchard here. Obviously, if you want to play Darnell Nurse, uh, in a stack or one off, I think that's fine. But Bouchard is the guy that I'm targeting on the Buffalo side. I noticed Colin Miller seems to be earning some more ice time, but it's getting expensive. 4,300 on DraftKings. I think that's too high for me. Uh, so, you know, maybe Mark Pissick, uh down to 2,700. He's going to pop uh, for value. So Pissick, uh on Buffalo, Bouchard on Edmonton. Those are the guys I'm looking at. Anybody else for you? Yeah. And I just, give a word of caution for people power play stacking Edmonton with Barry. Barry only played, I think like 13, 14 minutes last night. He's literally just getting power play minutes. And yeah, that's so it. He, yeah. He is Keith Yandel. Just the more yeah, expensive. He, that's, yeah. That's exactly what he is right yeah. now. So yeah, I think Bouchard is the guy at 4,900. If you prefer nurse, like by all means play Darnell nurse, but Bouchard at 4,900 getting the minutes, I think is the guy I'd go to as well. Yep. All right. I'm good with that. <laughs> Uh, get access to all the great Osmo Plus tools and content for nearly every DFS sport out there with an Osmo Plus weekly pass for $29.95. This includes full access to all the premium content and tools on Osmo.com, including player projections, ownership projections, our premium Discord, lineup builder, and a whole lot more. If you're, new, if you're a new user of Osmo Plus Platinum, you can take advantage of the promo code we have for this show, which is NHL Strategy Show. All caps, all one word. That's NHL Strategy Show for 25% off your first week of Osmo Plus Platinum. You can find the link to activate this coupon in the description of the video below. Of course, if you're only looking to play NHL DFS, then you can sign up for one of our NHL Osmo Plus packages for as low as $3.95 a week. Stop guessing, start winning, join Osmo Plus today. That's promo code NHL Strategy Show, all caps, all one word for first time users. 25% off your first week of Osmo Plus Platinum. And again, if you want to check out what we have on the site before spending any of your hard-earned cash, we do have those free premium tools and data up. Again, week 10 NFL top stacks, NBA ownership rankings, NHL ownership rankings, or projections, sorry, uh, MMA fighter rankings, and college basketball DFS projections. So lots to check out for free on the site. You can see what we're all about. Uh, and if you want to spend uh, a little bit of your cash with us, NHL strategy show, all caps, all one word. All right, let's get to this next game. Calgary, 2.5 implied goal total. They're going into Toronto. The Leafs have a 3.2 implied goal total. I'll be honest, like this is a fascinating game to me, um, especially where they started Jacob Markstrom last night in Montreal and they lost. So that means they're probably starting Dan Vladar tonight in net unless they go Markstrom back to back. I... Like, I can't understand them going Markstrom back-to-back. Why not just start Vladar last night, right? So I assume Vladar uh, in net here tonight. Jack Campbell for Toronto. Uh, you mentioned earlier how uh, this ownership isn't super high uh, on Toronto. We have, you know, Matthews coming in in the teens and not the 20s. What do you think about Toronto on this game? Because 3.2 at home, obviously tied for the highest uh, home applied total. We can't just ignore them. But Calgary's a pl- pretty good team just with going with their weaker goalie for some reason. Yeah. And at first I was like, man, that ownership doesn't make sense to me. But then you realize if you two man Austin Matthews and Willie Nylander, it is 16, nine to two man. Then you go up and you see Hyman McDavid, it's only 15, five. So it's 1400 more to get in Matthews Nylander than, than McDavid Hyman. Maybe that has something to do with it. I think Toronto's ownership does creep up during the rest of the afternoon, but I still think they're going to come in lower than McDavid, uh, McDavid's line. And I, I like this line a lot. I think I like them a bit more because what Toronto does at home is they send Tavares out against top competition for whatever reason. Um, <laughs> Mitch Marner, elite defender. Yeah, okay, whatever. He's going to go out against, uh, uh, you know, Lindholm, Gaudreau, Kachuk. And 
Okay, that frees up Matthews uh, Nylander bunting to go out against Monaghan, Mangiapane, Coleman. And Monaghan, Mangiapane have pretty good historical numbers together. But that's over the past few seasons. Like, Monaghan is still, in, like, he's okay. He's still declining. So, Coleman and Mangiapane, good two-way players. But I think that line can be had with Monaghan at center. Like, Matthews is one of those guys who is, you know, matchup proof. And he's just going to run over Monaghan pretty much. So like at 10%, yeah, even if it comes up to 20, if he's lower than McDavid, I want, I want Toronto one here. Uh, I think, you know, Nylander 6% right now, bunting 4.7. I think you can full stack there. Uh, if you want to leave bunting off and put in, you know, a Tavares to go 2C, one, one wing. Did you miss your deadline to renew your Medicaid coverage? You can still send your completed annual review form to Healthy Connections Medicaid. You may be assigned to another health plan, but you can ask to come back to First Choice within 60 days of renewed Medicaid eligibility. It's your family. It's your choice. First Choice is the right choice. Renew and choose us. Visit selecthealthofsc.com renew to learn more. Seeing is believing, and you're not going to believe how bright and vivid the colors are on the Samsung Neo QLED and OLED TVs powered by the Neural Quantum Processor. Because this is an audio ad. Unless you can see it, which means you already have one. Nice. Samsung, more wow than ever. That may actually be more popular than putting in bunting, to be honest with you. Um, so I think what I'm going to do is full stack Toronto 1. Toronto two, like at 10, 11% higher ownership percentage in Toronto one going into the Lindholm Kachuk matchup. I think I'm going to be pretty much um, under the field there. Kerfoot's also a center on DK. So that's going to be a two C one wing uh, build there. Not that that matters too much, unless you really like another two C one wing build. Um, so Leafs one Leafs power play for me on the Flame side back to back on the road coming off a clunker. Like they looked awful in Montreal last night. Like Montreal's not good and they look terrible. But like Calgary one is coming at 2%. And that is drawing me to them a little bit. Just from an ownership standpoint, they're gonna they're fully correlated on the power play. They're gonna come in way lower owned than Chicago, way lower owned than, than Toronto, way lower owned than Edmonton, even lower owned than Buffalo. So Full correlated going against Tavares, Marner, Kerfoot. Okay, like it doesn't scare me. They don't have the play driving numbers that Matthews does. So I think that they they are going to go overlook tonight. I think you don't have to go crazy since it is back-to-back, but it is a short slate. And anytime you can get a fully correlated line under 5% like that, I think you can take some stabs. Uh, that second line, I'll save for another day because I don't like going against Matthews. I do like that third line a little bit, Dubé, Backlund. Um, the Leafs depth like hasn't been terrible, but if you need some, if you need a two man, I don't mind Dubay Backlund. I was actually going to go to the other side on that third line and go to like Engval Kasha or something like that. But let me talk, uh, you know, a little bit more about the top six. I agree with you that I really like that Toronto top line matchup. I do think I wrote, (laughs) I talked about how I write about season long fantasy hockey. I did write about the Calgary lineup or the new Calgary lineup last night, and specifically Coleman and Mangiapane with Monaghan as the center. When Monaghan was rolling, like a few years ago, the shot rate from the slot was insane. Like, that's where he made his living, was shooting from the slot. And if you look at the last couple of years, those shots have dried up for Monaghan, and that's why his goal scoring has gone down so much. Now, as to why that has happened... You know, I'm not a I'm not his NHL coach. Yeah, I'm not a, a Flames video coach. I don't know exactly why his, the shots from the slot for Monaghan have dried up. I just know that they have. What I also know is that Blake Coleman's one of the best two-way wingers in hockey. And Andrew Mangiapane, if you look at his profile, he's very good at driving high danger chances. Like whether he's shooting or passing the puck, he's good at driving them and has been for a few years now. So I think. Mangiapane can help Monaghan get back on track offensively. I just don't know how much he's going to help him defensively. And that's why I still like the Matthews line. Because Coleman, yeah, he's a really good two-way winger. I don't think the other two guys uh, can hold their weight against Nylander and Matthews. And then, you know, talking about the ownership that you mentioned, uh, we have the Toronto top line coming in at 7%. 
Um, that's really low for a five game slate for this top line. Um, they're like you said, they're pretty much matchup proof. Uh, I, I don't see any reason not to play them in your one to threes. This is the line. One of the lines that I'm definitely looking at is that Toronto top line. Like their numbers are ridiculous. Like, you know, we talk about, oh, you should play them. You should play them. This is why you should play them. 77 shot attempts per 60 minutes controlling 60% of the shot share. That's like, those are Bergeron Pasternak numbers, you know, honestly, like this is genuinely Boston one. So the difference being Toronto sucks on the power play. Uh, so that's a little bit of a problem here. And that's probably what keeps, you know, some Toronto projections in check is that their power play hasn't been good for like three years now. And, you know, that's, that's what separates Matthews from McDavid. Like if Matthews can put up 40 to 50 power play points this year, he's a $10,000 player, just like McDavid is. The problem is that he can't. Um, that's kind of the issue here, but Calgary's not a big penalty team anyway. They're like middle of the pack. So like, this isn't a team that you say, oh, I'm going to focus on the penalty kill anyway. So yeah, Toronto top line is where I'm focusing for them. Don't mind Angval Kasha too, man. I think that Calgary third line is a little bit weaker now that they've changed their lines up a little bit. So Toronto one and three for me. Uh, on the Calgary side, I do like the Calgary, Calgary top line. I'm sorry, I just do. I, I've liked them all season. Um, their numbers are still absolutely phenomenal. If we look at Calgary's top line numbers, 58% uh, of the shot share, 68 or 65 shot attempts per 60 minutes and almost three expected goals per 60 minutes. Uh, you know, that kind of a tougher matchup going into Toronto, but I'd much rather have them face off against Tavares and Marner than Matthews and Nylander. Uh, that's just the way, that's just the way the, the matchups work out. So I do like Calgary one. I do like Toronto one, maybe mix in some Toronto three uh, for your filler stacks on the blue line. I am not playing a Toronto defenseman, not named Justin Hall, maybe for the rest of the season uh, on the Calgary side, Noah Hannafin, a little bit more ice time of late. Don't mind him. Rasmus Anderson, if you're correlating. Yeah, I agree. Scorched earth on, on Muzzin. Pour one out for the homie Muzzin. <laughs> well, like, I, okay, like I can see playing Muzzin because he still has a decent block rate. But if I'm going to play a guy for blocks, I'd rather just save the $1,400 and go play Justin Hall, right? How about that Riley contract? Holy can we talk about how Morgan Riley is priced 200, only $200 cheaper than Darnell Nurse and has like half his production this year? Like what, what's the algorithm pricing? It's got to be pricing ownership. Like people, people stop playing Morgan Riley, please. This team does not rely on their defensemen to do anything. It's all about their forwards. The only defenseman that does anything is Justin Hall lays down in front of Jack Campbell once in a while. Anyways, do you have any defensemen you like? I'm probably going to pick Morgan Riley for my hat trick pick now. <laughs> <laughs> no, Why did I say anything, right? <laughs> no, but I agree with you on your, on your takes there. All right, let's move it along. We have partnered with Yahoo Fantasy this NHL season to bring you some great offers. Check out our exclusive limited time offer, which gets you one free month of Osmo Plus Platinum. To qualify, you need to be new to Yahoo. Sign up for an account via the link below deposit and play that's it yahoo will send us your name after you play in your first paid contest we will reach out via email with your coupon if you need immediate access email support at osmo.com and we'll get you set up right away you can also claim a free ten dollars below which can be used to enter any yahoo contest make sure to use our dfs tools and projections designed specifically for yahoo to give yourself the best shot at winning big that's first time users get a free month of osmo plus platinum click the link below play through Yahoo. It's a great spot to get your free feet wet. Uh, we talked earlier this week, they changed uh, their lineup uh, selection or not lineup selection, lineup uh, altering and process, whatever you, whatever we do with CSVs, whatever you want to call that, they changed it to make it easier to streamline it. So get on over to Yahoo. Definitely love what they have to offer, especially if you're just getting uh, your feet wet in DFS. All right, let's get to this next game. Philly 2.5 implied gold total. They're going into Carolina. Carolina has a 3.2 implied goal total. Um, there's some lineup news in this game, and it's going to wreak some havoc with us. So Sebastian Ajo, Andre Svechnikov, and Nino Niederreiter are expected to be the top line for Carolina. But Niederreiter's been hurt for over a week now. And he, even in the morning skate today, the coach said he doesn't expect Niederreiter to play tonight. Now, 
you know, coach speak and all that. But if a coach says he doesn't expect a player to play, I kind of assume that the player's not going to play. So Sveshnikov and Aho now need a winger. But the second line is Trocek, Kakniemi, and Martin Natchez. And Natchez is also a game-time decision here tonight. Now, Seth Jarvis, who is their top forward prospect, was skating on the top line with Svechnikov and uh, or, sorry, yeah, Svechnikov and Aho all week. And now this just this morning, they put him back on the fourth line to move Nino up and then say Nino's probably not going to play. We don't know what the lines exactly are going to be right now. I'm guessing that they're just kind of screwing with us and that Seth Jarvis is going to end up on the top line um, with uh, Sveshnikov and Aho. And then Natus will roll out on the second line with Trocek and Kakiniemi. And that would move Terabine down to the third line with Jordan Stahl and probably Jesper Faust or something like that. Uh, and then if Natus is out, they can just move Terabine up to the second line with Trocek and Kakiniemi. So I'm building my lineups like Seth Jarvis is going to be on the top line for Carolina here tonight. But I want everybody to know that that's just an educated guess on my part. There's no indication from the coach, from the team, or from lineups that that's actually what it's going to be. We won't know who's in and out until warm-ups start here in about four hours. So that's just where we are on Carolina. Now that that's out of, out of the way, I think there's stuff to like on both sides here. So what do you like, Josh? Yeah, the problem, like Seth Jarvis being 2,500 on the top line, like, yeah, that makes them very playable because Aho and Svechnikov are expensive, but they're probably going to get a good a fair bit of Couturier tonight. And I just want to say something about that. That's something I also should have mentioned. The line matching for Carolina has changed this year. Earlier in the year, they were using the Ajo Sveshnikov line as the shutdown line. Their last few home games, they used the Jordan Stahl line a little bit more. They're at home against Chicago and at home against Boston. And they put Jordan Stahl out against Taves without Patrick Kane in the lineup. And they put out Jordan Stahl against the Pasternak line. Um, now, it's only two games, maybe three, that they've been doing that. So it's not, like, guaranteed this is what's going to happen tonight. And it sucks because, it like, that matchup, this matchup is very important. There's no more important line matching on the entire slate tonight than in this game. I, like, I feel very strongly about that. I'm not sure exactly how it's going to break out, but I'm operating under the assumption that Jordan Stahl's line, at the very least, is going to get the majority of the Couturier matchup. And that would allow, you know, Aho against the second line and then Trocek against the third line. Okay. I really <laughs> like the Aho line tonight. <laughs> no, like, listen, if it, Stahl has been going out last year against the top comp. So it, it was weird that they did change it up early in the season that Aho was going out. So it does make some sense that Stahl Faust would see Couturier. Faust is a good two-way player. Uh, Stahl is Jordan Stahl like he's a decent defensive center so if that's the case uh I do like that Aho line and it, I really do like that second line as well but it depends who's there like Cockney Trocek Neches has been pretty bad if Tara Vinen's there like I think I would use that line more just because that the second line for the Flyers the second and third lines for the Flyers aren't great so if it is Stahl Going out against Couturier, the top six is definitely in play for me for Carolina. Um, and then on the flyer side, you know, you see the ownership on the flyers right now, like one, two percent on the top line. The stall matchup doesn't really scare me too much. Uh, Carolina is a pretty decent defensive team, but again, two percent on a five game slate, like the two point five total feels a bit low to me. Um, I think I, I don't know what exactly that is all about having a but it's the same thing with Calgary too. I thought Calgary's was a little low, but you know, they're Vegas and I'm an idiot. So I'm going to go with them. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a 5.5 right now, but it looks like it may move to six, but I don't know, like 2.5. I mean, the offense is probably going to come from the top line and, you know, stall fast, pretty good, but not something I'm going to not stack the flyers top line at 2% fully correlated on the power play. So Carolina top six flyers one, um, it's really about it. Like this is an MME game for me. There's nothing I'm going to have like a primary focus on. Yeah. I kind of like that Carolina top line because like I said, I'm operating under the assumption that Jarvis is on the top line and that they're going to get the second line matchup 
from the Philadelphia Flyers. And that specific matchup against Philly is a very good one. Um, the Flyers' second line, Farabee, Atkinson, Broussard, 45% uh, shot share. They're basically break even by expected goals, 2.4 expected goals against per 60 minutes. They're by far Philly's weakest line. And that's why I said I think the line matching matters a lot here tonight because if you're going to put out Carolina's top line against Philly's weakest line uh, in a, you know, in a situation where Carolina is not really carrying a lot of ownership, we have Carolina's top line at 7%. And if Seth Jarvis pops up on the top line and warmups, he's going to be like one, two, 3% owned. Right. So um, they could, that top line as a three man could easily be the lowest owned top line on the entire slate here tonight and could get that precise matchup, which is a good one, which is why I like, that Carolina top line here tonight. So I'm going to gamble with them. I'm in on Carolina's top line. That's where I'm focusing. Don't mind Carolina's second line. Uh, if you want to use them instead, try to get uh, eat some deeper matchups from Philly. Uh, I just think Carolina's top line, like Svechnikov and Ajo, whenever I have a chance to play them at, at reasonable ownership, I just always play them. Uh, and, and you give me a 2,500 Seth Jarvis. Like I want to talk about Seth Jarvis because sometimes a player just gets thrown up there and he's just a guy. Seth Jarvis is not just a guy. He had 1.8 points per game in his draft year as a junior. And then he was over a point per game last year in the AHL. When he was drafted over at Dauber Prospects, the sister site to Dauber Hockey, which is where I write and we they do all the junior stuff, they had him projected as a superstar coming out of his draft year. They had him falling way too, like Carolina got him like 13th overall. They had him falling way too low in the draft. So Seth Jarvis is a legitimately good prospect. Carolina won for me. On the Philly side, I would probably take some Philly one here tonight just because of ownership in my 20 max, 150 max. One to three lineups, I'm not playing Philly one. Uh, you know, 2150 max, I'm absolutely getting, you know, 5% of them or something like that. Just because Carolina takes so many penalties, they're the most penalized team in hockey. Uh, you know, that perfectly correlated top line can absolutely get a couple goals here tonight. So if you're 20 maxing, 150 maxing, definitely get some Philly one in there. If you're one to three maxing, I think you can leave them alone. Uh, on the blue line, uh, Jacob Slavin is definitely a play for me, assuming Brett Pesci is still out. Uh, anybody else stick out to you? Not really. I mean, if you want to correlate with the power play of Tony D, I guess that's fine. Flyer side, like I don't even want to include Keith Yandel in my Flyers one, but I guess you can. Uh, Sanheim, Ristolainen are guys I would consider as one-offs. Yeah, I like the Risto one-off is one of those things like I'm playing it until it works for me, man, because eventually it's got to come through. Uh, the awesome Hall of Fame, Seth joined it uh, a couple of days ago. Ship My Money joined it last night. Jake joined it on Tuesday. And if you guys want to find out how you can join the Osmo Hall of Fame, this is how you can do it. Download the Osmo avatar from osmo.com slash avatar. Place in the top three of a contest with over 5,000 contestants and then tweet the wins to the Osmo Hoff account. That's Osmo H-O-F on Twitter. That's it. Win a free month of Osmo Plus Platinum uh for uh entering the awesome hall of fame but i'll remind you you can only win one free month per calendar year and you guys will see uh some of the winners pop up of course ship my money took down 40k in basketball not long ago he's also been doing well uh in basketball so nice to see adam uh remember his deeper dive article is free up on the site so if you want to see how you can possibly chase winnings like adam uh, eventually uh, be sure to check out his article on the site. And you don't have to win 40K. We celebrate the $20 winners here, as well as Keg Stanbro points out shipping the nickel. Uh, whether it's $20,000 or $20, place top three in a contest and you can enter the Osmo Hall of Fame. All right, get to our next game. Washington, 3.1 implied goal total. Going into Columbus, the Jackets have a two and a half implied goal total. Uh, early runs has Washington as one of our more popular lines on the slate. In fact, uh, we have them coming in fifth now uh, at, at about 15%. Um, I think Washington, you know, Washington coming off the game last night, I think that feels about right for me uh, for their ownership. But believe it or not, it's not the Washington side that I'm interested in here tonight. But I want to I get your takes on this game first. 
So I thought it was John Tortorella that made me hate the Blue Jackets. I just hate the Blue Jackets. It's just like they're one of the worst teams for DFS and it drives me crazy. At least you know it wasn't Torts. At least you know it's not him. So at least if you meet Tortorella at some point, you guys can be friends. Yeah, and he's a dead ringer for my dad. It's hilarious. So I'm going to have to get them in a picture. But I hate this game. I hate this game so much. This is my least favorite game on slate. Ovechkin 9,300 coming off a game where he got a lucky secondary assist. No shots, no block shots. I guess you go back to him. Like, I, I'm not super enthusiastic about anything on the capital side here tonight. Like, yeah, like the Columbus Blue Jackets aren't great defensively and this and that. But, like, I'd rather play Matthews. I'd rather play McDavid. I'd probably rather play Kane over Ovechkin tonight. So, in MME, I think, you know, you have some. But one to three, even five to ten, I am probably, you know, five to ten, obviously, you can have one. Like, I don't – but I'm taking a stand here for me personally. I'm going to be fading the Caps tonight. Um, and on the Blue Jackets side, like, the ownership on the cylinder line is, you know, 15%. And I understand it because they're fully, they're not fully correlated, but they get power play time. Um, they're cheap. They're probably going to be a popular filler with, you know, Edmonton and Toronto. I just, I don't know. Like, they're going to get the Kuznetsov Ovechkin matchup, and they've been pretty good. Uh, I think I go to the Nyquist Jenner Borkstrand line. Uh, they're going to get, I think, McMichael Sheary Sprong. And like, yeah, like McMichael Sheary have decent numbers, but the sample isn't very big, and Sprong sucks defensively. So uh, I, I like this Bjorkstrand line. Uh, Nyquist is min priced. He's he's he, he's just like a cone with a with a skate and a stick right now. But like min price, you can do worse than Gustav Nyquist and Jenner Bjork, uh, Bjorkstrand. I can't pronounce his name, but like power play one. Bjorkstrand is my favorite player on the Jackets, even when Line A is healthy. He's a shooter. He scores. We like it. Uh, so Columbus two for me. I'm out on Washington. I wish this game didn't exist. So I got real excited when you started talking about the Jenner Bjorkstrand line, because that's also the line that I'm on here tonight. But I want to talk about Washington first. I I get that people aren't super excited about them, but I think we should mention the special teams matchup here. Columbus is 10th by most uh, most power plays given to the opponent. And Washington is fifth in drawing penalties. So the Caps could get like four or five power plays here tonight. And, you know, you give Ovechkin that many power plays and things can go real wrong real fast for you. So I think that's where, like, some of the excitement would be coming from from Washington. But it's one of those things where I don't get super excited to just play a line because they have good power play because of good special teams numbers, which is funny because that's what we're going to talk about in the very next game. So, like, if the only reason I really want to play Washington tonight is that I hope they can get four or five power plays – that's not a good enough reason for me to, you know, build my lineups around that stack in particular. So if you want a Washington power play stack in, in your 20s and 150s and all that, by all means do it. It is a good special teams matchup for them. I'm just playing one to three lineups tonight, so I think they'll probably not find their way into my lineup. So out on Washington, I wanted to mention uh, Connor McMichael and Connor Sheary this year. When they're not playing with TJ Oshie, their paces are insane. Like I'm talking 70 shot attempts for 70 shot attempts against like it's, they're just skating up and down the ice, taking shots. So if you're going to trade chances against Jenner and Bjorkstrand, I'll take my chances with Jenner Bjorkstrand and Nyquist. So I actually do like that Columbus top line here tonight. Uh, They're one of my favorite, you know, kind of sneakier stacks on the slate. We don't have much uh, ownership on that Columbus top line. I'm looking at it right now. Uh, we're looking at uh, about 10%, which I guess is high, but I don't think that's, it's not enough to keep me off of them. And you can fit in your Carolinas and your Chicago's and all that with them. So yeah, I'm in on Columbus, uh, the Bjorkstrand line here tonight. Um, not in so much on Washington, but if you want to play power play one, that's fine. Blue line, um, Jake Bean has been playing a lot more minutes lately. So I don't mind playing a little bit of Jake Bean for 2,700. Anybody else stick out to you here? Big Bean, my boy, got his two-goal game uh, like 10 days ago. Uh, Zach Wierenski, if you want to play him, that's fine. Uh, Carlson, only if you're using Ovechkin. Like, Carlson's one of those guys I don't think I would one-off. He'd be just in power play stacks only. Orlov's okay. I guess at 4,100, I wish he was 3,100. So, 
uh, Gavercroft, if you need some block shots, I'll probably butcher that name, sorry. But um, I know you're an avid watcher. You can correct me, Vladislav. But yeah. <laughs> I think it's Gavrikov, actually. Like Gavrikov. Paprika. Like Paprika. Like but anyways, <laughs> uh, we're, we're about five minutes from getting out of here. Before we do, if you guys could give us a thumbs up and a subscribe. Uh, we've cracked 65,000 subscribers. We're on our way to 70. Makes us look good for the bosses. And click the notification button so you get alerts when we go live. And we do have a bunch of shows coming up for the rest of the day. Right after us, you have the Yahoo NFL Sunday show coming up. After that, you have the college football prize big show with Vanek and Gashevsky, which is a name that I know that I just butchered. And then after that, we have our NBA double dose, uh, the deeper dive and live before locks starting at, five, at 445 Eastern going right into NBA locks. So NFL, college basketball, NBA, all coming up for you guys after this. Uh, final game, Arizona 2.3 going into Chicago. The Blackhawks have a 3.2 implied goal total. I'm just going to talk about Arizona real quick. I'm not playing them. They're, they're scratching my favorite players, so I'm doing it out of spite. Dimitri Yaskin is a scratch. Alex Galchenyuk is in the lineup. We don't know what the lineups are going to look like until warmups. Uh, and, and this is the last game of the slate. You just can't change any players around. You have to do with what, what you have. So I expect Keller and Andrew Ladd to be a pair together. I expect Jay Beagle and Antoine Roussel to be a pair together. I expect Johan Larson and Phil Kessel to be a pair together. And then they just mix and match wingers after that. I know this game's all about Chicago anyway. So what do you think, Josh? I just say, like, it puts a smile on my face to see Jujar Kayara at 10%. That's my boy. That means that means we have a little bit of influence, maybe. Yeah. Or maybe it's just that he's playing on the second line. Who knows? Oh, boy. Um, yeah. Arizona's terrible. Chicago's going to be super chalky. And, like, I get the play, but they're also terrible. <laughs> like, they're not a good team. Like, But, listen, Debrinkat, Doc, Kane – Fully correlated. Kane coming in around 30%. Uh, that's really high. I'd rather play Matthews. The thing like that worries me is Kirby Doc suffers from Nick Schmaltz syndrome. Like he just doesn't shoot. And I think that's a big problem uh, for talking about stacking this team because of the power play. He he's gonna have to Wenberg your way there. Like he's gonna have to get a couple assists. He just doesn't shoot the puck. I don't know why. Maybe his wrist is still bothering him. I don't want to, you know send that out into the universe but like he just hasn't been shooting i think for me if i'm gonna do a three-man on the power play i think it'd be to bring cat kane and seth jones i just locked in the multi-point game from kirby doc but i think for me you know to bring cat kane jones is where i'd look i think you can even do that in cash i do worry about gvps like i'd rather use the toronto top line there but this is an unbelievably good power play spot um scott wedgwood in net for the coyotes Yaskin out like Alex Galchenyuk bringing in that defensive prowess like it's just not going to matter uh I I kind of like that second line too Kubelik, Taze and Kayara like Jujar my boy is min price and I want to see him get a run the ownership is still a tad bit high for me I don't mind you know Kubelik, Taze two man as a filler but ownership does bother me out on the Coyotes uh power play stacking for the Hawks yeah, I'm out on Arizona as well. I, I'll Aside from what you said, I'll mention Chicago 3 because Adam Gaudet is down on that third line now playing with Dylan Strom, and mm-hmm. I am an Adam Gaudet yeah. stand and will be for the rest of my life. So Strom Gaudet, mm-hmm. I think, makes a nice two-man if you want to go with a super expensive Edmonton stack or something like that. We got to get out of here. Before we do, Josh, I'm going to ask you for your hat trick and your goalies. My hat trick pick for tonight is Oliver Bjorkstrand. And my two goalies are Carter Hart and Jack Campbell. Who you got? Yeah, I like both goalies in that game as well, are Carter Hart and Jack Campbell. I actually don't mind Freddie either. Um, if you're paying up, it's always scary to pay up for Freddie, uh, but I don't mind it on this slate. And my hat trick pick is going to be. I'm going to go way off the board here. I'm going our boy Jeff Skinner. Yes, I love it. Jeff Skinner, Oliver Bjorkstrand, your hat trick picks for tonight. Even Mike likes it. So we'll get out of here. We got the NFL show coming up, but we're going to be back tomorrow with some more NHL. So uh, until then, for Josh, for Mike, for myself, good luck tonight, everybody. We'll see you tomorrow morning.
With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.